Yeah. Uh. It's savings one on one. You feel me? I teach you how to save. Earn your money. Earn your money. I know you can. Welcome, wealth builders, to Cafe Mula, your spot for wealth building information, wisdom, and a pep talk. This is 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Podcast number five. Love people more than money. And as always, I'm your host, James Marshall. I'm a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. I've been in the industry now for 30 years with a registered firm in the states of Texas and Kentucky. And during those 30 years, I've been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This is a series of podcasts that are based on my book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. And if you don't have a copy, I will tell you at the end of the show how you can get your very own copy of 100 Wealth Building Secrets or A Fool and His Money, The Financial Education of Anthony Fool. Now, I'll be talking about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, some physical, and some spiritual, especially today because we do have Pastor Tia Norm. We'll be touching on a little bit of uh, spirituality. The bottom line is that you'll leave with some knowledge. And as I always say, knowledge is wealth. So you should be listening to this podcast if you want to advance your thinking about money and wealth, how to get it, how to protect it, how to pass it on to future generations. So if you want to grow, protect, or pass your finances on, you need to be listening, and you need to be listening often. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, you want to clear your mind, purify your thoughts, and let's have at it. And as we do every week, we start off with our A to Z financial education of the week. And today, I should say this week, we're on the letter C. C is for capital and capital appreciation, which is usually available for investment. So if you have money that you're going to invest, that's your capital. Capital appreciation is an increase in the market value of that money or property. So hopefully you'll start with and then that investment will increase or appreciate in value, thus your capital appreciation. With that capital appreciation, it's very hard to have wealth. So you want to make sure that your money is not safely losing money by being in a non-performing or non-appreciating assets such as cash. Capital and capital appreciation, remember that. Now that's a great segue as we talk about the growth of money. It's a great segue into this week's episode. You know, some say that the love of money is the root of all evil, and I'm inclined to believe them. Now, I realize that it's very odd for someone who makes his living managing money and wealth for people to talk this way. But the fact of the matter is, when you put the pursuit of money above all else, you might find yourself on a slippery slope. And that leads to a well-financed place of loneliness. So if you want to have well-financed loneliness, make the pursuit of money your number one goal. Love money more than you love people more than you love helping your community, love more than you love helping your family. That's a recipe for loneliness. And that's really the basis for today's discussion. Today's guest 
is actually a young lady I met years ago when I was meeting with a major sports organization about sponsorships. I remember thinking to myself that she has such a warm and loving spirit. And, and you really can't fake that. That's, that. that's natural. That comes through. So, you know, we kept in touch over the years. And as she made a very unusual transition from a very exciting job in corporate America to starting her own business and ministry, I wanted to know more about it. You know, she had decided to pursue love over money. And what I mean by that, I mean love of family, love of her passion, and love of herself. And T and I would meet sometimes quarterly to talk about uh, our goals and aspirations in the business. And I didn't really see this coming. It just kind of happened. She didn't tell me. She just did it. And I found out about it later. So I was so excited when she agreed to come on the show and talk to you guys about what led her to the decision and how that journey has been thus far. So we want to welcome to the show business owner and pastor Tia Norman. Okay, we are sitting here at Starbucks of all places, places. which is a nice place to be on a sunny, what's the day? Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. This is perfect because you're going to give us knowledge, the knowledge of love talk. All right. Now, I'm having a nice green tea. What about you? What are you drinking? Well, I am in the spirit of the season having a peppermint mocha. And the reason why that's important because I call this Cafe Moolah. Cafe Moolah. Oh, okay, okay. So people come, they tune into Cafe Moolah to get some knowledge, and they have a beverage. Okay. Cafe Moolah, 100 Wealth Building Secrets, secret number four or five. We'll figure that out later. I think you told me it was five. Number five. But it is entitled, Love People More Than Money. Okay. Now, of course, the whole purpose for the book is to give people 100 secrets of how they can build wealth. Now, wealth means a lot of things to a lot of different people. It's not necessarily money. Wealth is health. Wealth is love. Wealth is family. So I want to talk to you about what is your opinion of the ideal of loving people more than money? What comes to mind when I say that? When you say love people more than money, what comes to mind for me is am I doing that? Am I a person who is living into that idea? And I hope that I am. Well, what would make you think you're not? I think that there are times where fear can creep in and there's this belief that's rooted really in falsehood around productivity and so many things are transactional. So it it causes me to examine like in my relationships, am I rooted in love and staying away from the transaction part? Is it unconditional love? Or am I loving somebody expecting something in return, which makes it a that is deep. transaction, right? That is. Now, now, oftentimes I think about which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you doing things in your life to garner love? Mm-hmm. Or do the things in life come organically through the love that you are getting and sharing with other people? Well, I think that love first has to start with self and if we aren't um, aligned with what that may look like for us like fully loving ourselves, then how can we fully love others it's very important to me to have myself love full and then love people out of that overflow does that make sense? It, it, it does make sense. It brings okay. to me a question as to one of the main reasons why I want to have you do this particular podcast. You were working in corporate America for a number of years. 
nice, yes. safe income. You know, doing well in your position. Everyone loved you. Thank you, thank and you. You were good at what you did, thank right? Thank you. And you decided, based on something that you wanted for yourself and your family, to branch out. Mm -hmm. Now, that's kind of like taking love of what you want of over comfort in some ways, what do you say? <laughs> for, for, for sure. Um, the decision to not return to corporate America and to really follow the things that I love, that I find joy in doing, there is very little comfort in the sense of like, the traditional sense of it. But the comfort comes from uh, knowing that I am following what I feel I am called to do. And I am doing things that I enjoy. And so I, I find comfort in a kind of a non-conventional sense. So yeah. I imagine that you're successful with Joy to the Table, which is the name of your new business. That is the which, name of you know, my business. You are a master marketer because I see you everywhere. And oh, see thank the, you. Uh, the uh, posts everywhere, and I just, I'm learning from you in terms of social media. Oh, thank you, thank you. So I imagine that you are making money, but, you know, making that transition from a set income to get it as you get it, that's difficult. Yeah, what I would say about that is that, um, so Joy to the Table is, will be two years old in January, and and the business itself, I've been very intentional about any revenue that I've earned has gone into the business. So I have yet to draw a paycheck, so to speak, from the business. When you're talking about money, that it's really important that we realize, especially our community, that we realize that we have the ability to direct the way that our money flows. And so when I was working in corporate America, it was very important to me to be in a position of being financially free and exploring like tools and practices that I could engage to get rid of credit card debt, to pay off my student loan, um, to own my car. And so I had these very intentional goals that then allowed me, when the time came to leave corporate America, to not really freak out because I had planned to put myself in a position to follow things that I enjoy and love. So, yeah, you, you plan so you can do what you love. Do what I love. This is powerful. Now, say that one more time. You out the course that you need to take. Yes. So that you'll be able to do what you love without the stress of not being able to deal with your financial obligations. Yes, and that's not to say that, like, stress, fear... You know, all of those things don't come because when you, well, I can only speak for me. In my experience, I've worked since I was 16 years old and have provided for myself since I was 18 years old. So to not have a steady, I'm doing the air quotes now for the listeners, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to not have a steady income like every two weeks or every, you know, whatever that rhythm may be coming in. That has been the biggest adjustment for me because that's when fear creeps in because you're like, well, what am I going to do now? And so it's that has been the biggest adjustment for me is moving from um, just adjusting to the flow of the financial piece of it. And I don't think I answered your question because the, the comfort part got to me, the stress part got to me because there's still stress, but I have to just acknowledge it and question like, okay... The possibilities are unlimited. Like, what do what do I want to do today? Am I okay today? Do I still have a roof over my head? Do, am I able to buy myself a coffee? Absolutely. So, like, fear is, is unwarranted because the reality is I am fine. 
Okay, so right? it boils down to wants versus needs. Wants versus needs. And then just getting back to the planning piece, which I think was your original question. You know, I realized that I could go on living like, uh, feeling like things were going paycheck to paycheck, or I could just like look at everything and, and say, can I do this differently? Can I look at this differently? Can I really be financially free? And if I was, what would that mean for then how I would go about living my life? So can you have your cake and eat it too in that regard? Yes. Are you having your cake and eat it too right now? I think that the joy and the sense of fulfillment and purpose that I feel in the work that I am doing, there is no amount of money that could make me change my mind about the work that I'm doing in the world right now. So if somebody was to come to me and like offer me, I don't know, whatever, you know, two years salary to go back and do what I was doing, I would say no, because I, I just felt so empty and unfulfilled. So for me, it's worth the risk of the unknown to follow what I love. That is powerful. I mean, you're, you're saying that it sounds like you're also saying that you wish you had done it sooner. If you knew then what you know now, how long would you have stayed in corporate America and put off pursuing your true love? You know, I, I have thought about that, and I have only thought about that in the sense of the way that I had planned my finances. I was in a much better position than I realized. Like now, looking back in hindsight, I could have taken a jump, so to speak you know, a few years back. So yeah, there, there's a bit of that, but then also, honestly, I had to be pushed. Like I had to be pushed out of corporate, <laughs> of corporate America because I was so afraid of like, if I do this, then how am I gonna provide for my family or, or take care of things? So it took a push. So was it a fear of failure or was it a fear of not being able to provide for your family? I think it's a combination of both of those things, failure, the providing, and then also like comfort. I think we have, um, I keep saying we, I had this false sense of comfort that was in corporate America that said, this is where I need to be in order to provide, in order to do these things. And um, the reality is like at any moment, anything can change in your life and in corporate America. Um, you know, we hear about companies that have major layoffs or, you know, change in leadership that wants to go a different direction. So this sense of like security, it, it's not really as secure as we give it credit for. With that note, it brings to mind this whole idea. When I thought, when I wrote this quote, love people more than money, I thought about the terms of what do we want to leave to our family? Do we want to leave them two, three million dollars? Or do we want to leave them a legacy of, of love? Do we want to spend more time with them and let them know that we are there for them? Or do we want to provide the income that they need to live in a home that they think they want to live in, take the trips that they think they want to take? So if you worship the lifestyle that Madison Avenue in Hollywood tells you that you should be living to be so-called successful, then you might be giving up or sacrificing the love and time of yourself that you could be giving to your family. What are your thoughts on that? I actually was having a conversation kind of on this topic yesterday to give your listeners just a little bit of 
information on myself. I'm a single mom. I have two children um, that both live with me. And, you know, working in corporate America, what I've been thinking this week is like, how did I do this? Like, I don't, I, I have some freedom in my schedule now. And looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how I was getting two kids off to school, going to work, going to the grocery store, cooking dinner, you know, not to mention like any activities outside of that. Like the thought of it right now is like kind of, I don't even know how I did that. But I I think what it boils down to is that we can put ourselves on autopilot. So as I started to think about when I was working in corporate America and I was going into the office, was I really present or was I just going through the motions, you know? And um, what it what that ultimately boils down to is you can become like robotic in all of your life and including with your family. And so not being present for them, um, you know, that's just not the direction I want to go. <laughs> so um, I think the change has allowed me to not only do what I love, but to be with the people that I love and to be present with them and to have conversation with them and not just, you know, okay, eat dinner, do your homework, take a bath, go to bed, get up in the morning and do it all over again. Like we, I don't believe that we were created to function that way. And I also believe that that leads to really, really deep despair. And and, and the word that you use being present is Mm -hmm. is the key thing because you can be with someone and not actually be with them, not be present. And your mind is somewhere else. So I guess that's the, the, the key thing to remember is, are you opening yourself up truly to uh, appreciate the time with your family and for them to appreciate your time with them as well? Yes, and in my work, I have also experienced presence different because in going to an office day to day, I learned so much. So I hate, to, I hate to make any time that I spent in corporate America sound like I'm ungrateful for it. It, it prepared me for what I'm doing now. And at the same time, now in doing work that I love, I am so present that I lose track of time. And I think that if we were to as a community or you know as individuals explore more of those things um, it would lead to a fuller life and maybe even a business you know your own your own business so you never know where it's gonna lead you. <laughs> you never know you never know so now now since we last talked and we were talking about this earlier this has led you to exploring the ministry you want to speak more on that yeah um, I have felt for many many years probably since 20, end of 2013, a very, very strong call to ministry. And it's been, it was one that I questioned. I was like, I don't think you are talking to the right person, God. You know, you, you ask yourself these questions and you, and you start to tell, I started to tell myself the reasons why I couldn't. Um, and eventually it just became one of those things that was kind of bundled in with what I love. So in the departure from corporate America, I decided on my last day in corporate America, for 40 days, I am only going to do work that I love. That's all I'm going to do. And so Joy to the Table was a, sewing was one of the things. So Joy to the Table was birthed out of that time. And I was more involved with my church. And that led to an opportunity um, to lead a I guess what would be equated to a Bible study. It's more of like a discussion 
um, and a time of contemplative prayer. And then that evolved into now being the pastor of, of a church. So when you're talking about loving people over money, you know, that's why I say, like, it's important to start with ourselves. Like, what do you love? And then when, when you follow what you love, it overflows into the community and in love to other people through service. So Excellent. And I think we have been truly blessed by these words of wisdom that you've shared with us today. But how would you like to close? I think uh, I will close with a thank you. Um, with a thank you and uh, just a hope that people will... Use this as an opportunity to explore what they love and to love themselves so they can love others. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's all I have for today. We made it through podcast number five of 100. But your learning does not have to stop here. Please follow me on Twitter at James Marshall at Marshall Wealth. Like me on Facebook at Black Family Wealth at Facebook.com. Check out our newsletter, articles, and videos on our websites, marshallyourmoney.com and blackfamilywealth.com. On these websites, you can sign up for our email list and get a free copy of my book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Download a free copy of our app, which is called The Hive Family Wealth Building System. It's on Google Play, soon to be on Apple Apps. Download it, check it out, let me know what you think. It's still in the beta phase. And of course, if you like this podcast, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, share us with your friends, because you don't want to be stingy with the knowledge. Well, until next week. Yeah. Uh. It's saving one on one, you feel me? I teach you how to save. You earn your money, you earn your money. I know you can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save. Rule number one: if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.